This is music journalist A. Scott Galloway, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, truth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. You just mm-hmm. say the first thing that comes to mind, and uh, they may not be necessarily limited to funk, but they're 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 music, and music is the universal language, as a, as I mentioned in a previous segment. But uh, Mr. Galloway, um, Phil Collins of Genesis, your thoughts on his capacity as a, a lyricist, a drummer, and his impact on the instrument and the culture of drumming. Phil Collins. Phil is, is really interesting because, you know, he came out of Genesis and, and when he was on his breaks, you know, between tours and things with Genesis, he had a, a progressive rock band that he was a part of as well uh, called Brand X, which left a really indelible impression on me. But it wasn't so much because of Phil, it was because of another drummer they had when Phil had to go back to uh, Genesis, and that was a, a, a brother, a black man named uh, Kenwood Denard. And if you listen to a live album that Brandex did called Livestock, and you check out Kenwood on a song called Malaga Virgin, it is, you know, just astounding what he can do. So I'm gonna throw two at you at a time because I don't want us to run out of time. I gotta, you, you I, I just wrote all these down since I've been talking to you, Mr. Galloway. Mm. So um, I'm going to give you two at a time this time, and I'm going to just let you riff, okay? You ready? Okay, go ahead. Mick Fleetwood and Diamond from the Ohio Players. Two different worlds, <laughs> different types of drummers. Break it down. Ace yeah. Mike Galloway. <laughs> well, Mick Fleetwood, you know, Fleetwood Mac started off as a blues band, and they've gone on to do a lot of things. He's the big, tall cat behind the drums. I don't know an incredible lot about him you know Fleetwood Mac I was really into the into Lindsey Buckingham and what he brought to the group as well as Christine McVie and Stevie Nicks um but Mick is the leader you know he's he's a he's a leader I think he had a great sense of humor and uh the first song I always think about if I'm actually thinking about Mick and not the band is Tusk where you know they had the whole USC marching band you know playing with them and
um, yeah, he not not a personal favorite, but much respect to Mick Fleetwood. On the other hand, James Diamond Williams is one of my all-time favorite drummers. He brought a whole nother thing to funk uh, drumming. He he also uh, was a, a big fan of jazz, and when he uh, brought his sensibilities to the Ohio players, again, he was not the original drummer. He came in on uh, you know in the early '70s. That band had already been around since the '60s. But he made a big impact um, because he he also very musical. And I mean, you know, when you have a funk band with a song like Fire or or Skin Tight that had beats that, you know, skipped, you know, was it was mostly four four so everybody could dance to it. But he was throwing odd meter things into the mix, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, the legendary drum solos that he has throughout. I want to be free, which is a ballad. You know, what an incredible thing for him to have these these uh, drum statements in the middle of a ballad. But they were so perfect to mirror Sugarfoot in the way that he was talking about how he felt. You know, it's like, I want to be free. I want to. So his drumming was was getting you out of the constraints of 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 Absolutely. those shackles that Sugarfoot was talking about. Man. It's so deep. It's very deep. And you mentioned Michael Bland earlier who played with Prince. I often play those two songs back to back. The song called Oh Shh. yeah. And that that little break that Michael Bland plays at the beginning of that. I don't know if that's Prince, but I think it's Michael Bland. And oh no, that's Michael. That's Michael, right? And then Diamond, like oh, yeah. there playing on I Wanna Be Free. Oh my God, you play mm-hmm. the songs back to back with that incredible drumming. Amazing stuff right there. One day, child, I won't have to listen to your line. On that day, I'll be able to make up my own mind. Terry Lynn Carrington, and Larry Blackman of Cameo. Mr. A. Scott Galloway. Wow. Terry Lynn Carrington. She always gets mad at me when I, I I had such a crush on Terry when I was a child because she was featured in Ebony Junior Magazine. And uh, I don't know if people remember that. I mean, you know, know, it was a a short-lived spinoff of Ebony Magazine in the 70s that was called Ebony Junior and it was for kids, you know. And uh, they did a profile on her as a very young girl who played the drums, you know, from from Boston, you know, and uh, they showed her with her drum teacher and all that. So I just I, re- I think of Terry Lynn Carrington as a, a young person, who, you know, who, who knew what she wanted to do early in life, you know, playing drums and going on and doing it in a very big way, particularly for females. Um, you know, she's primarily known in the world of jazz, but she was also the drummer on the Arsenio Hall show for a while. 
Yes. And her records are not strictly straight ahead jazz. You know, she's done all sorts of things with her jazz records. And, um, you know, I mean, explored pop and rock and the latest incarnation of what she's doing. You know, there's there's elements of hip hop and uh, and stuff. And I think the band is called Social Science, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Terry Lynn Carrington and Social Science. Yes. Double record that she put out last year. And um, the promotional stuff for that record was crazy. You know, you had a, a you know, she incorporated the world of dance. She incorporated hip hop. She incorporated a uh, dude from the Cosby show. Um, Theo, the guy that played, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, Malcolm Jamal. Malcolm Jamal Warner, who's also very well known for spoken word, you know, so she has him on the record as well. You know, she's a conscious sister. She's a, she's a teacher at Berkeley. She, you know, she just won a a major grant last year, if I'm not mistaken. She's just doing her thing, but it all started with a a little girl who wanted to play drums and uh, she was taken under the wing of some really great people. I think Roy Haynes was one of them. And, um, and Alan Dawson, who was one of Tony Williams' early uh, teachers, you know, so mm. she's outstanding, outstanding. I have nothing but respect for TLC, Terry Lynn Carrington. Uh, so I forgot who's the other one you dropped on me. Well, uh, I said Larry Blackman of Cameo. Uh, yeah, Larry Blackman, yeah. just just solid solid funketeer. You know, hardcore. I think he he came out of the the world of drums too. Very, I mean, the world of um, a little bit of a jazz background, but he really, I mean, Cameo is just known for those super super airtight drum patterns. Man, you know, not a lot of. Uh, Flash or whatever. It's just serious, hardcore funk. respect uh, to Larry Blackman, also a leader, a businessman, kind of a controversial figure, but, uh, you know, he's a drummer that stepped up to the front, you know, to sing and wear a codpiece and all that good stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but he's a bad, he's a bad brother. And, and I always have to say he did not originate the owl that was Sugarfoot. So, you know, Come on now. everybody needs to understand Leroy Sugarfoot Bonner is the originator of Ow and funk. It wasn't the Commodores. It wasn't Larry Blackman. It wasn't Confunction. It wasn't anyone else but Sugarfoot. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, we were talking about Terry Lynn Carrington a second ago. I got two more drummers, but I, I didn't want to mention this drummer, not because I don't love this drummer, because I assume uh, this drummer's right at the top of your list. Uh, need I say more? Sheila E. Mm, not at the top of my list. I, I love I love Sheila though. Sheila to me was you know as, as far as drummer because I you know man my uh, first so you know my the top three drum triumvirate for me is Tony Williams, Steve Ferroni, and Stuart Copeland. 
those are the three drummers that I, the most of my style comes from. And then Steve Gadd and Harvey Mason, who were, you know, on their respective East and West Coast were the guys in the studio that could play with anybody, anytime. Those are like the five. And then Max Roach being my original, the first drummer that really impressed me because he was a leader. He had his own albums. I mean, I'm talking about my pers perspectives on him as a child. It's like, he's the drummer, you know, he, this is his record, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, he's the leader. So that was the Max Roach thing. But Sheila is amazing uh, in her own right because she does all three. You know, she plays drums. She's she's amazing on the congas. And she's she has brought, you know, timbales to a whole nother level of people you know, recognizing them, you know, she brought them right up front, you know, and she, that's her super flashy instrument that, that, uh, a lot of people have the first time, the first thing they think about, if you say timbales, is Sheila E, you know, two timbales and some cowbells right in the middle, you know, and that's, that's Sheila, a beautiful, beautiful front woman, a beautiful spirit. You know, I mean, she donates so much of her time and energy to trying to help children trying to help the planet trying to do good things she has the biggest heart uh she's an amazing musician uh she also you know has been a band leader I and mean, she led i mean beyond her own bands but she was a music director for one or two late night television shows i think of uh you know she's a mexican american but uh she has some some of that jamaican in her just in the fact that she, she always worked wasn't she Puerto Rican? She is working. No, Mexican and maybe Mexican and Puerto Rican, but but Mexican is is the main thing, you know. Oh. Yeah, Escovito. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and um, yeah, a lot of people get that mixed up with her. No, she is Mex Mexican. So, um, but I was just having fun with the fact that you know you know, you always hear about Jamaicans having you know five jobs or whatever, and mm -hmm. you know Sheila E. The first thing I always think about with her beyond her being so beautiful and so talented on the drums is that she, that sister is always working and living here in Los Angeles. I, you know, um, it's, it's nothing for Sheila to play somewhere in town five or six times a year. You know, she's always here and uh, there's always clips of her performing different places. Very, very, very hard worker. And, uh, and she also has, you know, that beautiful no blinders thing when it comes to music, you know, She's toured around the world with, with Ringo Starr, you know, in his band. She's done salsa. She's done funk with Prince and, and all the stuff that Prince did. Prince did some of everything. Before she became Sheila E. and she was just Sheila Escovito, she did a couple of wonderful albums with her father, produced by Billy Cobham. She, uh, she went on the road with Lionel Richie. She went on the road with Marvin Gaye. You know, uh, she played with Carlos Santana. Um, uh, more in the background, she didn't, she wasn't on any albums, but, um, you know, I mean, the sister just is, is amazing. She is amazing. And as a, as just a guy, it was so wonderful to see a beautiful female that could really seriously rock the drums. And, um, you know, it, it's sexy, you know, it's wonderful to see that. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I think for, she's also been an incredible influence to a lot of other female musicians no matter what they play because they could see somebody that could flaunt her femininity still be ferocious on the drums get the respect still be fly still be living the glamorous life and all that so there's a whole lot to be said about miss sheila e absolutely and she can do all that and still look good playing behind george duke in the dookie stick video 
I couldn't believe it when I saw that. <laughs> many, many years after it came out, obviously. But yeah, shouts out to Sheila E. I got two more names for you, my brother, and then I'm going to let you go because mm -hmm. I'm leading somewhere with this. We're talking about Neil Peart tonight and his contribution to the band Rush. We just lost him not too long ago, ladies and gentlemen. And he was not only a gifted and uh, just a otherworldly drummer, but he was an amazing lyricist and a major, major, major force in the rock band Rush. And so that's why I saved these last two, not because they're better than the others, but because of their role and their influence on the instrument and the culture of drumming itself as Neil Peart was. Mr. Peart. Galloway, two names, mm -hmm. naming, two names. I could name more because you made me think about the great Billy Higgins on, of, of, of Lamert Park fame and Blue Note Records. Uh, oh yeah, he he did it all. So if we if we're gonna talk drums, we cannot leave him out. However, the world stage, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant to say. The world stage. Thank you, my brother. And Lamert Lamert Park. Yeah, I mean that. You know what a legacy he left behind. You know wow. a place right? for LA musicians, jazz musicians, to do right. their thing. And th and that place is still going strong right now. Absolutely. They got a really nice lineup of things going on for the new year. And they had to move locations because of all the gentrification that's going on over there. But they just moved their behinds right across the street. Yes. And uh, they are still doing it. So if you're ever anywhere near Lamert Park area mm. and uh, you want to hear some jazz, be sure to drop by the world stage, which is, you know, the legacy of the great drummer Billy Higgins, who uh, was one of the founders of that spot. Absolutely. Mr. Galloway, I got two more names. And uh, mm -hmm. ironically, though they're not related, they have the same surname. And uh, you'll see where I'm going and why. And uh, the final two names are these, Mr. Galloway. Lenny White and Maurice White of Earth, Wind & Fire. Mr. A. Scott Galloway. Yeah, I think they share a birthday, too. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't even know. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Because Lenny just had a birthday. No, Maurice's is, 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 is uh, there's something else that they share. My mm. goodness, I thought it was a birthday. Anyway, Lenny just turned 70. Lenny's a great, Lenny has one of my all-time favorite albums, not as a drummer or a musician, but, you know, me and my boy Anthony, we call this the Black Man's Album. Mm. It is the Black Man's Album. The album is called Edge. And when I listen to that album, I just feel proud to be a Black man. When I listen wow. to it, it's got, it's got this strength. It's got this, you know, Patrice is on it. She's the only female on the record. Of course, Patrice can do whatever she wants to do, but you've got, you just got some compositions there and a level of playing that is, you know, it's Benny Maupin, it's uh, Foley, it's, uh, ooh, who else is on this Whoa. record? It's a, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very deep, and they, they have a cover of a Led Zeppelin tune on that album, Cashmere. They 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 wow. rock the hell out of cashmere on that record, and then you've got Diane Reeves guesting doing um. It was a very good year, and mm -hmm. then you know uh, I can't remember it's something. There's something in the Temple of Boom, which I think is the day, the first track on the album, and then the last track is called Semi Five, and uh, it's very obviously dedicated to Tony Williams. The way Lenny is playing on that, mm -hmm. I love Lenny White, and and Lenny, you know, like. Um, we were saying earlier about Sheila, but he predates Sheila, you know, uh, he, he's in that generation of musicians that really have my heart and like Stanley Clark and all that. These are guys that, you know, they came up through the world of jazz, but they integrated everything that they were listening to uh, in, into 
they're they're playing, they're composing, uh, the different bands that they led and put together. You know, their statements, you know, were were just all about every kind of music that there possibly is. So yeah, Lenny Lenny is uh, he just mad respect. You know, he he's actually interfacing with me on Facebook today. I couldn't believe it. You know, he wow. does it every once in a while, but it just so happens that today he was saying that the world needs some more Sade. It's Sade's birthday today that we're yes. recording this. And uh, and he was saying, hey, man, you know, I, we need some more of her music out here because it's so healing and so sensual and, and whatever. Amen. And uh, so, yeah, three points, you know, just all, all stars for Lenny White. Maurice White, my God. Um, Maurice White as a... Uh, a visionary is the first thing I think about when, when it comes to Maurice, you know, I, I think about him sitting behind the drums at chess records playing on all these sessions and bugging everybody there about what their role was, you know, the engineers, the great Charles Stepney producer asking him about what he does, Marshall chess and the chess, you know, uh, Marshall was the younger, the son of, of uh, one of the chess brothers, but, you know, asking him about how the music business works, how's a record company work, and he's just always sitting back there doing that. Then he gets with the Ramsey Lewis trio and he gets a world perspective. He gets, you know, gets the tour in some different parts of the world with Ramsey and he's seeing different things and he's just absorbing, absorbing, minding his business, taking his time. And he tells Ramsey that he has this vision of a band that's going to be theatrical and and have musicians flying through the air and you know presenting a a, a presentation about love and peace and unity and and um, just you know spiritual aspects and and Ramsey telling Mauricia yeah man you know wake up from that dream you know and then he went out and did it and and not only did he go out and do it he reached back and said yeah Ram I got a little something for you and he gave him Sun Goddess. And, uh, and, and, you know, continue to support that, that gentleman that was the first to take him around the world. But, you know, man, this just, you can't even, you know, I, other thing I say with Maurice White, anybody listening to this podcast, man, this broadcast, please get the book, um, My Life with Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, which is the Maurice White uh, autobiography that was uh, co-penned by my very good friend Herb Powell. I tell people all the time it's one of the best written books. I mean, Herb truly got Maurice's voice because he worked with Maurice. He was with him a lot, and he took it for granted. And then when you tell him, he's very humble about it. But I read a lot of books, particularly biographies, and that book really gives you the insight into Maurice White as a visionary, as a leader. You know, as a, you know, a man, just a man who who had, you know, his share of, of problems and ego and, and different things. Uh, uh, talks about him as a drummer and, a, and as a brother to Verdine White and Fred White, you know, his younger brother who you brought in the band to take over the drum chair. And, you know, as a father and so many things, man, the guy was, he was just too much, man. And, you know, started a record company. You know, um, Kalimba Productions and and uh, ARC Records, a label that could have Denise Williams, but also Weather Report. You know, um, my wow. goodness, Maurice White. When you were talking about somebody who just had a a, a really fantastic vision for things, and uh, he will 
he will really be missed. I, I really wish that he was still here to break us off with more of his wisdom. But in reality, I think he shared so much and uh, and we all just really need to heed the wisdom at this point. You know, it's like he broke it down for us, you know, gave us some really good pathways for living, you know, and um, I think that's what's important. He did it in his art and he did it in, in, uh, in his life walk as well.